0: Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Feast of St. Clair. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And with your spirit.
0: To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy.
1: Lord, have mercy.
0: Christ, have mercy.
1: Christ, have mercy.
0: Lord, have mercy.
1: Lord, have mercy. mercy.
0: Let us pray. O God, who in your mercy led St. Clare to a love of poverty, grant through her intercession that following Christ in poverty of spirit, we may merit to contemplate you one day in the heavenly kingdom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever.
2: Amen. A reading from the prophet Ezekiel. I, Ezekiel, heard a voice speaking. It said, You, son of man, listen to the words I say. Do not be a rebel like that rebellious set. Open your mouth and eat what I am about to give you. I looked. A hand was there, stretching out to me and holding a scroll. He unrolled it in front of me. It was written on back and front. On it was written lamentations, wailings, moanings. He said, Son of man, eat what is given to you, eat this scroll. Then go and speak to the house of Israel. I opened my mouth, he gave me the scroll to eat, and said, Son of man, feed and be satisfied by the scroll I am giving you. I ate it, and it tasted sweet as honey. Then he said, Son of man, go to the house of Israel, and tell them what I have said. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. How sweet to my taste is your promise. How sweet to my taste is your promise. I rejoice to do your will, as though all riches were mine. Your will is my delight, your statutes are my counsellors. How sweet to my taste is your promise. The law from your mouth means more to me than silver and gold. Your promise is sweeter to my taste than honey in the mouth. How sweet to my taste is your promise. Your will is my heritage forever, the joy of my heart. I open my mouth and I sigh, as I yearn for your commands. How sweet to my taste is your promise. Alleluia, alleluia. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Alleluia.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew.
1: Glory to you, our Lord.
0: The disciples came to Jesus and said, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So he called a little child to him and set the child in front of them. Then he said, I tell you solemnly, Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And so, the one who makes himself as little as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Anyone who welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. See that you never despise any of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven are continually in the presence of my Father in heaven. Tell me, suppose a man had a hundred sheep, and one of them strays. Will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hillside? and go in search of the stray? I tell you solemnly, if he finds it, it gives him more joy than to the ninety-nine that did not stray at all. Similarly, it is never the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones should be lost.
1: The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So with the exception
0: of a couple of Sundays uh, and the Feast of the Assumption, which is coming up, um, we're going to spend the next two weeks reading from the prophet Ezekiel. So I thought we might take the opportunity to um, look at some of these readings from the prophet Ezekiel and um, see why the church is putting all of these readings together for us now. Now, first things first, what's the background? Who's Ezekiel and when's he doing his prophet's job? Well, he's in. Well, he's speaking especially to the southern kingdom, to um, Judah and Benjamin, uh, and he's speaking to them in a um, a very deep moment of crisis. You see, uh, they've been attacked by the Babylonians, um, and Jerusalem has already suffered uh, one of these attacks. And a first wave of exiles has been taken from Jerusalem. You know, the first wave of deportees. Um, And Ezekiel's among them. Um, So he's in a foreign land. Now, here's the thing. Although Jerusalem's already been attacked by the Babylonians, it hasn't yet been destroyed by the Babylonians. Uh, And so Ezekiel receives this prophetic mission to go and to preach to Israel repentance. You know, the Babylonians have come once. You don't want it to happen again. And they're being consigned into the hands of the Babylonians, um, you know, in a theological sense, is as a consequence of their idolatry, is a consequence of their unfaithfulness to God and to his covenant at the end of the day all of these machinations between nations isn't a geopolitical problem it's a theological problem and so the word of the prophet is repent and so the first reading which we have today comes from you know the beginning of the book of ezekiel when the prophet first has his vision Um, And he sees a vision of God enthroned, or one who has the appearance of the Son of Man, uh, but enthroned upon the cherubim and, and mighty. And having seen this vision, we then pick up the reading. I, Ezekiel, heard a voice speaking, You, Son of Man, listen to the words I say. Do not be a rebel like that rebellious set. In other words, your people have rebelled against me but you you need to be faithful and so being obedient he receives a command open your mouth and eat what i'm going to give you and so we get a picture of the prophet ezekiel receiving the word of god receiving god's message he says a hand was there stretching out to me and holding a scroll and he unrolled it in front of me and on it was written front and back lamentations wailings Moanings. You see, the word of God that Ezekiel receives is a word for the house of Israel, but a word of repentance, a word that invites them to change and therefore to turn away from their own destruction. And, you know, this really is a word of lamentation, wailing and moaning. Uh, and, and God makes it pretty clear to Ezekiel that, look, You're going to do all this, but they are not really going to listen. But here's the thing. When Ezekiel opens his mouth to receive the scroll, to, to receive the word of God into his life, even though it's something that has written on it, lamentations, wailings, and moanings, for Ezekiel, when he tastes the scroll, it tastes sweet as honey. Despite the lamentations, wailings, and moanings, the word that Ezekiel receives is sweet to the mouth. Now, I think that becomes an important factor here. Because, you know, warning Ezekiel that, that his prophetic ministry is not going to be especially effective puts into sharp relief the difference between Ezekiel and the rest of the house of Israel. When Ezekiel preaches to them these lamentations, wailings, moanings these invitations to repentance they're not tasting something sweet in the mouth something which they want to consume more of. No, lamentations, wailings, moanings are bitter. And so they reject it. Now I think this becomes an important lesson for us. Because let's face it, the job of our own conversion, the job of our own repentance, it's never really done. There's no point at which we sort of go, well, I'm holy enough and and that'll do. Or, you know, I can't accuse myself of any sin or any weakness. Nah, whenever we hear a word that invites us to repentance, it's not generally talking about other people but me so what makes it possible for me to receive this word and to find it sweet like ezekiel as opposed to bitter like everyone else everyone who walks away from the word of god well the fact is is that this invitation to repentance is in fact good news Ezekiel is sent to the people of God in order to teach them how to avoid destruction. You want to beat the Babylonians? Here's the way. Be faithful to me. You want to be victorious in battle? Here's the way. Be faithful to me. Repent. Turn away from sin and turn towards the God of Israel. Now, how is that not good news? It's not good news... If I'm a little bit too in love with those things which draw me away from God. Ezekiel calls him out on it and says, Hey, look, you're not being faithful like God expects of you. Uh, And a lot of people don't want to hear it. And so you're faced with an alternative. Continue the way that you're going and face destruction as a consequence of your own unfaithfulness. Or make a change, repent, turn back to the Lord. But if I cling to what holds me back, if I hang on to that and and don't really want to let go of it, then the word of God, which is given for me to consume, which is placed in my mouth and should taste as sweet as honey, starts to taste a little sour. Well, let's face it, repentance is kind of hard work, right? Especially if we're trying to, you know, crack some old and established habits or, you know, to confront some pretty deep-seated fears or whatever. But I think St. Francis de Sales has some good advice for us Um, in the Introduction to Devout Life. He makes the point, he says, look, you know, you've actually got to fall out of love with sin, it's no good, you know, wanting to turn away from something that I'm, I'm still in love with. So he says, look, you know, you've got to develop an abhorrence for sin um, to really want to be done with it. He, and he gives an example. He, he gives a, a bit of an analogy. He says, look, you know, let's say a guy gets diagnosed with a condition which means that he can't eat melon anymore. Uh, But all he does is whine about the fact that he can't eat melon, but look at everyone else who can eat melon. And gee, wasn't a great one I could. Um, And, you know, I really enjoyed the taste, but now it's such that I can't. He said, but if melon is going to bring you death, why are you longing for it? Why does its sweetness even matter to you? Well, fair enough. It's kind of the same situation with us in sin why do I still long for it? Maybe, maybe that's where the game needs to be played. That when I hear the word of God, that it may be a word that asks for repentance, a word of lamentation, wailing and moaning, but when I taste it, let it be sweet as honey. Because here is the way to life Here is the way that takes me away from destruction. Let's listen to Ezekiel in these couple of weeks ahead and ask the Lord really to give us the capacity to savour his word and to find it sweet and to digest it so that it really becomes part of our life. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ.
1: For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever.
0: Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion.
1: My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us.